Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. We believe, we know that the Bible is something important for our lives. And there's been an overarching theme and thought during this series, and that has been that you will encounter God you can encounter God if you read your Bible, not just once every couple of weeks or once a month or on Sundays, the scripture verses that I share, like, you know, but if you'll read it consistently over time, you will encounter God. And I speak to many Christians and they say, I wish I would hear from God. I want to tell you, you can hear from God every day in this book called The Bible. <laughs> And so if you want to hear from God, pick up your Bible and read that, you'll encounter him. We've looked at things like a good authority will make us do things we don't want to do because they want us to grow. Are there any, uh, any parents here? Sometimes you've got to get your kids to do something they don't want to do. I mean, a- any parents here who used to be kids, like we all did, right? Sometimes your parents made you do things that you didn't want to do, but if they were a good parent... It's because they want you to grow and they're an authority in your life. Well, God is a greater, he's a better authority and he wants you to do some things that maybe you don't want to do because he wants you to grow in your life. We also looked at who is this God and can I trust him and how the story of the Bible is God continually saying, hey, hey, I am here, this is who I am, you can trust me. And the story is the Israelites or the people of God saying, hey, we don't trust you. We don't want to do what you want us to do. We want to do our own thing until finally God comes one more time. Since Jesus comes along, it's the story of God saying, you can trust me. This is who I am. And then last week we looked at the Bible and we said that how when we read the Bible, we need to consider the historical, cultural and literary context to better understand it. And so that means we need to say, who is the author? Uh, who's the audience? We need to consider what were some of the social norms at the time that can inform us about what was, was written at that time. And then we also need to look at how the preceding and following verses and passages and chapters to better understand a scripture verse. You can't read Bible, a scripture verse in isolation. You need to read it in the full context. Hey, let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you for our time today. I pray that as we read uh, your Bible right now, as we finish this series, God, I pray that you would continue to speak to us in Jesus' mighty name. Everyone said, turn to the person next to us, it's great to have you in church this morning. You know, uh, during this series, I've been talking about the different Bibles that I have uh, with you. I thought, you know, while we're in a series on the Bible, share about some different uh, Bibles. Well, today I want to talk about a Bible that I have that I always carry with me. It's with me all the time, like not 24-7, but when I'm awake, yeah, like it's always with me. Wherever I go, if you bump into me and say, hey, bro, can you read me a passage from the Bible? I'll pull out my Bible. Can I share it with you? It's the Bible in my phone, the Bible app. So what I want to do right now is every person here, this is the only time I'm ever going to give you permission to do this when I'm preaching. Get your phone out. Go to the Play Store uh, if you're on Google. Go to the Apple Store. Is that what they call it? The App Store. If you're on Apple Ecosystem, download. There's an app called Version. It's a Bible app. Come on, I can see some of you people. You're not getting your phones out. Yeah, there's... Some people have already got it. Download that app. It's an amazing app. Uh, it's really great. It's always in your phone. You can always use it. So you can't say you don't have a Bible. It's free. Free. Do we like free, guys? 
Yes, so you can get that Bible there today. Uh, that's great. Hey, today's message is going to be a little bit different. Um, you know, when I was looking at this series and looking at all the different points and things I wanted to say, there were a couple of things that sort of didn't really fall into some of the other messages that we did, and but I still wanted to share them with you. So today is going to be kind of like that day where it's just like some different thoughts here and there uh, that I want to share with you. But I pray that uh, it, it's good to you. I pray that you find it useful. So what we're going to do is we're going to start today's message with something that might be a little bit dry. And like I'm a little bit iffy about talking about this, but it might be a little bit dry for some of you. But don't, don't, don't fear, we'll pump it up afterwards, okay? We'll get this party going, all right? So today I want to preach about, I want to talk about as we start, first things first, Bibles. Everyone's like, oh, okay. When's the next point? Well, I want to talk about Bibles. And I thought that in a series on the Bible, maybe it might be good to tell you about some of the Bibles that are out there. Hey, does that sound good? Yes, is that good? Yeah, great. Okay, so today I want to tell you, talk to you about the Bible and give you some recommendations on some Bibles uh, you could own. And before we buy a Bible, we need to realize this. The Bible was originally written in Aramaic, Hebrew, and Greek. So unless you can read those languages and the, and the ancient forms of those languages, you can't actually read the Bible in its original form, which means that we have to have Bibles that are translated into English. Okay, so, we, so the Bible was not originally written in English like we have it today. Okay, it was written in other languages. And so what that means is that when it's translated, that is the biggest difference. So the biggest difference between Bibles is the, the way that those words were translated. Okay, so we, you know, a little bit of teaching today, a little bit of schoolroom, classroom sort of stuff this morning. But the Bible is translated. And so this is what it's important to know about the different translations. We have uh, literal translations or, or more literal translations. We have translations that are like thought for thought. And then we have translations that are, are, are paragraphed sort of translations. Anyone enjoying this this morning? This is great. <laughs> okay. And so here's some recommended Bible translations. The New Living Translation, the NLT. The New International Version, the NIV. And then the English Standard Version, the ESV. Okay, and so let me uh, tell you about these Bibles. First, we have the NLT. This is a, a Bible that is really easy to read. So it's excellent readability. They say you only need year six reading skills to be able to read the NLT. So I reckon that covers most of you here this morning. Most of you probably got those reading skills. So the NLT is great. It's, it's a thought-for-thought thought, uh, uh, translation. And what that means is that um, it, it, it doesn't translate the words exactly the same word, word for word, but what it does is it, it's like the, the verse will have the same meaning. It might not use the exact same words of the original language, but it'll be the same meaning. So that's the, the NLT, Great Bible for New Believers. Then we've got the NIV. Has anyone heard of the NIV? Lots of us have heard of the NIV, right? That's a, it's another easy-to-read Bible as well. It's a combination of literal and thought for thought. So you've got so like the best of both worlds. It's the number one selling Bible translation that there is, the NIV. Then we have the ESV, and it's a more literal translation. And I say the word more because there's no such thing as a word-for-word, literal, literal translation Bible. It's just, it's just not possible. There's some nuances in, in the Greek and the Hebrew and the Aramaic that you can't get in English. But it's a more literal translation. What that means is it tries to, as best as it can, to be word-for-word, 
accurate to the original Greek and Hebrew. And because of that, it's a little bit more difficult to read. It's not as easy to read. But what you'll find is that as you read it, it probably sounds a lot more familiar to the Bible verses that you learnt when you were younger. It sort of sounds a lot more familiar with the way that it says things. So today, as we're still talking about the Bible, I want to talk about uh, some recommendations of Bibles to buy. And... Um, if you would buy these Bibles, I get a kickback from the publishers. So buy them. <laughs> no, I don't. So the first one I want to talk about today is the NLT. It's the Christian Basics Bible. This is a great Bible to read. And I don't know why it's called Basics because it's actually an amazing Bible. It has all this, all these, like, see that blue thing there? has all these things in it. It's got Bible reading plans. It's got truths about the Bible, a glossary. Who wants this Bible today? First person hand up, this person over here. Come and get it. Here you go. That's yours. You can have that. That's a great Bible. I've been checking that one out. The other Bible we have is we've got an NIV study Bible. And uh, sorry, guys, these are my Bibles. You don't get these ones. <laughs> I saw some hands getting ready. This is the NIV study Bible. This is Again, it's the NIV, but it's a study Bible. Really great. I shared about this a few weeks ago. There's notes on every verse. If you want to get an NIV Bible or you're really interested in getting deep in the Word, this is a great Bible to have. And then we have the, uh, my uh, ESV. It's the ESV Reference Bible, Red Letter. And uh, I've had, uh, yeah, so this is a great Bible. Uh, you know the Bible is legit when the words of Christ are in red, yeah? Like, like, I'm like, if I'm going to have a Bible, I want the words of Christ in red. It makes it easier to me to know when Jesus is speaking. And so uh, there's some Bibles. Look, let me just say this. If you've got, like, a King James Version, well, good on you. Like, that's, that's some hard reading. If you've got a new King James Version or something along those lines, an RSV, an, an, an NASV, or, it's fine. Like, all the Bibles are good translations. Uh, here's the other thing I would say just in regards to paraphrased Bibles. Uh, Bibles like the Message, the Amplified Bible, uh, I think they're fine, but personally I wouldn't use them as my main Bible, but they're good as like a Bible on the side to bring some things. The thing about paraphrased Bibles is that the translator has actually injected their own, like how they believe it should be translated, not as literal to the original text. Anyway, it's just a little thing there. Hey, let me ask you this question today. How many people here have done further study after high school? Maybe you went to TAFE, maybe you went to university, maybe you've done some graduate uh, studies. Has there many people here today? Yeah, there's quite a few people here uh, this morning. Uh, I went to university straight out of school. I did a Bachelor of Business, majoring in computing, and um, we had a lot of programming subjects in our degree. My, my brother did it as well. And uh, my favorite subjects were, like I said, these programming subjects. We did, uh, uh, help me out here, we did COBOL, we did uh, C++. We did Java, uh, we did Turbo, Turbo Pascal, and um, it has been, I, I, my first year of uni was in 1995. Like, some of you weren't even born then. That's, that's my first year of uni, 1995, and, uh, you know, my programming subjects were my favorite subjects. Uh, I used to get HDs for all my programming assignments, HDs all the way, like, there's no, H, high distinctions, if you don't know what that is, like, high distinctions, like, really good marks. <laughs> And uh, in fact, my brother's here today, he can attest to this, he can say it's the truth, there's no fake news at Elevation. Some of my programming assignments, the lecturers took them and said, can we use these as examples 
in following semesters, following years to show other students. So come on, man. Like, that was pretty, pretty legit. And I bet not many of you got that kind of, you know, accolades. Anyway, I uh, obviously had some business subjects as well, accounting and economics, micro, macroeconomics, uh, um, uh, business law and um, management and organisational behaviour. And I did pretty good in those assignments as well. I did pretty good. Um, what I didn't do amazing in, though, was my exams. I had this problem. I had this distraction. I had this girlfriend. Her name was Gabby. She's my wife today, but she used to distract me when it came time to studying for my exams. And uh, No, no, no. My real problem was this, that instead of studying over the semester, I would try to cram as much study as I could in the three to four days before the exam came. Now, they tell me, and I don't know who they is, but they tell me that the correct way to do it is to study over the semester regularly rather than trying to cram everything in and swat that. Come on, who were the studiers? Put your hand up. Yeah, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I knew there were, there were two people I was speaking about. I knew it. Who were the SWAT vac, like, last minute, cramming all in? Most of us. Most of us. You know, I, I was, there's two guys here, and I just knew it. It's really smart guys, and they were the, the ones who studied all the way over the semester. But... Let me say this, there's a saying in uni, like this didn't apply for me, but there's a saying in uni, and if you're at university right now, or you're in high school, cover your ears, close your ears, but there's a saying, it's the saying is this, peas get degrees. Like it doesn't matter, at the end of the day, as long as you pass, like you get your university degree, it doesn't matter. But I would have been much better off studying less, but consistently, instead of trying to study huge amounts inconsistently. And I want to say today, church, um, reading our Bible is exactly the same. See, when, we, when we're reading our Bible, less consistently is better than more inconsistently. I, I want you to let that sink in today. I want you to, to meditate and think about that today. Less is better consistently than more inconsistently. You're better off reading less verses a day consistently over reading large portions inconsistently and we've talked about Bible reading plans during this series on the Bible and and I love Bible reading plans I really believe that they are a great way for you to read the Bible one of the best things about a Bible reading plan is you don't have to think about what to read it tells you and so you follow that Bible reading plan in fact you remember we did a four-week reading plan as part of this message series Four weeks, a a big, large overview of the Bible, and and I encourage you uh, to do Bible reading plans. I highly recommend them. Maybe you're here today and you don't know what a Bible reading plan is. Is there anyone here who doesn't know what a Bible reading plan is? Everyone knows what it is. That's great. That's fantastic. But let me say this about a Bible reading plan. If you find that reading the two to four chapters a day that the Bible reading plan requires you to do, if you find it too hard to do consistently, then this is what I recommend you do. Throw out the Bible reading plan. It's like, ooh, we've got a bit quiet in here right now. Throw out the Bible reading plan. And, 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 but listen, like, like that's not where it stops. There's a little bit more. Throw out the Bible reading plan and do this. Get your Bible and choose a book of the Bible to read. Okay, I'm going to recommend if you don't want to do the reading plan and you're not sure which book to read, I'm going to recommend you go to the Gospel of John. John's a book written by a man called John. 
And his audience is a group of Gentile believers. That's you and I, not Jewish people, Gentile believers. And the book of John is all about revealing how Jesus is the Son of God. He's, he's, he's God who's come to earth, God's Son. It's a great book to start your reading at. And then here's what I, I recommend you do. Read whatever you can. If you can read two chapters, read two chapters. If you can read ten verses, read ten verses. If you can only read one verse, I'm talking about consistently here. Just read one verse. Like if you read John chapter 1 verse 1, the first verse, it says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. I mean, that's enough food and nourishment for one day to you to grab a hold of and to meditate on and to use in your life. And so read whatever you can. Here's the thing. Whatever it is, a Bible reading plan, the Gospel of John, some other, some other book, just read it and read it consistently. Uh, I said earlier, and we, we've been saying it along this message series, but I want to re- reiterate it. We read the Bible to encounter God. We read the Bible to encounter God, and we, you know, we we can we can make it, we can make reading the Bible like it's a chore, like it's something we have to check off our list. We can make it about getting knowledge, but really, reading the Bible is about encountering God. And I don't know about you, but I want to encounter God consistently in my life, not inconsistently. I want to encounter Him regularly, and, and I found, and this has taken me years to realize this, years, but I found that, I, that, that my spiritual health is better when I'm encountering God regularly through His Word in a consistent manner that I'm much better spiritually in regular doses than when I'm trying to cram in, oh, I haven't read my Bible for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, and I try to cram in like, you know, 10 chapters, I am better off. I'm a much better husband, father, man, follower of Christ when I am encountering God regularly through his scriptures. Psalms 1, 2 says, But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. Day and night, meditating on it. It speaks of a regular time of reading the Bible. It speaks of a regular time of reading God's words, feeding on it, letting it speak to you, letting it, you know, ingesting it, uh, letting it marinate inside of you, letting it fill you. And I love how it says, but they delight, they delight reading God, the book of, reading the Bible can be a delight. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? Like reading the, like a lot of us, it's a chore, but reading the Bible can be a delight for us. It can be something, not something that you have to do, but something you delight in doing. And I found recently as I've been reading the Word, just the, how it speaks to me, how it feeds me, how it speaks to my spirit. You know, you know, like there's a lot of passages, so many passages that I've read many, many times, but just new ways that God speaks to me through God's Word. It is a delight for me to do. And so as your pastor, I want you to grab a hold of this, and I, and I want you to try it, and I want you to do it. And, you know, I, I want out of this series on talking about the Bible, not for us just to say, that was a great series. What's the next series? Let's move on. I really want you to embrace this, to determine to read your Bible regularly. And you might miss a day or two, and uh, I'll let you in on a secret, full transparency. I miss a day or two now and again myself. You may miss a day or two. It doesn't matter. Pick it up again. Move on. It's no big deal. Just keep 
reading it. And I want to say this. The Bible will change your life. It will change your life. It will transform you. And, and I'm telling you, if there is any secret source to the Christian life, and I'm not sure that there is, but if there is any, it is in reading your Bible and having regular encounters with God through the Bible. As you read your Bible, here's an important question for us to ask. How will I think, feel, and live differently after I've read this? As we're reading our Bible, how will I think feel and live differently after I've read this, if the kids could come. You know, the Bible tells us about the nature of God. It reveals the character of Him. It talks about the, God's redemption plan. It reveals Jesus to us. It, it talks about all these things. It points us to Jesus. It lists out the promises it has for us. But that's not all that the Bible is. See, the Bible causes us to think differently, feel differently, and to live differently in our lives. It changes us. And see, it puts us on a collision course between what our flesh wants and between what the Spirit of God inside us wants in our lives. And in Philippians 4, 8, it says this, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. It says, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. You know, Paul is writing to this church in Philippi and he says to these people, hey, I want to let you know now, you're, you're, you're believers in God. You're different now. You're different now. You know, you've you got to think differently, feel differently, live differently. And every time we read Scripture, we're asking ourselves, hey God, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say to me through this Scripture? Hey, how are you trying to make me to think differently, feel differently, live differently in my life? Here's what I love about God's Word and the Scripture and the Bible. No matter how old or how young you are, no matter how spiritually mature or immature you might be, no matter what your upbringing is, no matter how close to or far you are from God, there's always a work that God wants to do in you. There's always a work that God wants to do in your life through the Bible. And as I read my Bible, it reveals to me my, my depravity, and it reveals to me the evilness of my heart and reveals to me the righteousness and the holiness of my Savior Jesus. And it challenges me to change and it convicts me to live more like Jesus. And it calls me out on the attitudes and the behaviors that I have. And it encourages me to step out in faith in God as I read the Word. And it does these things and it shows me a better way to live. And it causes me to think differently and to feel differently and to live differently. St. Gregory uh, the Great, and he was a Catholic Pope, but we won't hold that against him. But he said this, he said, Scripture is like a river, broad and deep, shallow enough here for the lamb to go wading, but deep enough there for the elephant to swim. And you know, that's, that's an analogy. That's an analogy of how God used the Bible to meet us exactly where we are. And today, maybe you're like a lamb. You know, like a lamb is a young sheep. Maybe you're, maybe you're young in your faith. This, the Bible has truth for you. Maybe you're here today and you're more advanced, you're more spiritually mature. You're like a big elephant and you're out waiting in the depths 
of the river. You're out in the depths of the Bible and the, the richness of, of all the truth that's in there. It doesn't matter which one of those are. You're somewhere in between. There is truth in the Bible and God wants to meet you. He wants to encounter you and He wants to do it through His Word, through the Bible. He wants you to think differently, to feel differently and to live differently. Romans 12, 2, it says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you what? You think. And then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. As we read the Bible, it's God, what are you saying to me? God, what are you trying to say to me? How are you trying to change my life? How are you trying to transform me? How are you trying to get me to live differently for you? Today, as I finish this message, as we finish this series, I'm pleading with you. Like I'm imploring you. I'm begging you. Uh, I'm petitioning you today. Please, church, please, let's not just leave our Bibles sitting on the bookshelf. Let's not just leave them there collecting dust. Let's pick them up. Let's read them. Let's read them consistently. And whether you're reading, you know, chapters and chapters a day, you're reading one verse a day, whether you're reading every day or reading every second, just regularly, a greater commitment than you have right now. Maybe some of us, it means we need to pick up the Bible again after a long time or the first time. That's okay. Maybe for some of us, it means, you know, we just need to lean in a bit more, and you know, instead of maybe every once a week, maybe a bit more regularly, but whatever it is, I, I, I'm encountering you because here's my guarantee. You, if, you read, if you will read your Bible consistently over time, you will encounter God. You will encounter God. Man, if you're, if you're waiting for prophecies, if you're waiting for miracles, if you're waiting for someone to come to you and, you know, say, hey, here's a word of knowledge for your life, for you to encounter God. If you're waiting for the worship service, if you're waiting for a Sunday morning to say, that's how I'm going to encounter God. No, no. The best way to encounter God is in this book that God gave us. He gave us to encounter Him, to know Him. And let me tell you this, when you encounter God, your life will never be the same. He'll open your eyes to a whole new way of living. Hey, God's good. He's amazing. He gave us the Bible. Let's make sure we read it. Let's pray this morning. God, we thank You this morning. I pray, Lord, You would give us a love for Your Word.